Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Mary Bajoric, who is a work and life coach. Mary, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic. It's great to be here. Awesome. It is great to have you, and we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Yeah. So what do I like to do for fun? That's a great uh, question. Um so having moved to the Pacific Northwest uh, recently, actually on Wednesday, so uh, two days ago, uh, it has been so much fun. And what I do is spend a lot of time outdoors. I really enjoy hiking and um, kind of being in nature, especially experiencing mountains and the water. I grew up in Poland. I saw mountains on the horizon uh, every single day. So it's so meaningful now to see them. Uh, kind of there they represent so much of like steadiness and there's a part of me that like connects spiritually to the to to the mountain so living here and kind of being able to take that in is really meaningful and the other thing that I've recently started doing for fun that I have been doing for years as well is I took up west coast swing Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that type of uh, dance but it is a um it's a type of swing, but you dance it to current music. So like top 40 music and a lot of it is improv. So it's all about um, kind of interacting in a dynamic with your partner being a lead or the follow and you don't have to be male or female to be lead or follow. You can kind of um, choose whatever role and, and good to know both. And I've so enjoyed the, the experience of kind of being in flow, both being in surrender, but also in, in, in connection and the feeling of momentum as well. So kind of responding to whatever um, the person throws at you, but it's also kind of what life throws you, throws at you as well. I love that. So are you getting flipped and flipping people? Is that kind of what's supposed to be? Oh, I'm not there yet, but uh, I think it's going to get, it's, it's going to, I'm hoping it'll get there. Um, no, uh, it's uh, right now I'm being turned quite a lot, just a lot of, lot of different uh, turns. There's like the whip, there's the basket turn. I don't even know all of them, uh, but they're, they're a lot of fun. And I'm actually going to participate in my like first conference slash competition and in mid-April. Um, so I will see how it goes. Yeah. No. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, tell us more about being a work and life coach. What does your day-to-day look like? Yeah, day-to-day. A lot of it... I actually like to think about it in a span of a week because I think day to day can be can be uh, kind of like a little too short. But in the in a week kind of at a time, I spend a lot of the time um, on calls on kind of sessions with clients. I um, so first I work with people who are in transition points in their career lives. So anybody who's thinking about quitting their job or they've just stepped into a new um, a new role and they're kind of feeling overwhelmed or stuck, not knowing what to do. I work with them to get connected back to what is true to them. What is it that they um, want to learn? What's their vision, purpose uh, in life? And then from there, we build and, and connect with what are the things that are in their way. 
techniques that they can build more confidence, capacity, um, anything from like boundary setting to relationship with money, just kind of the power of a positive no and all those different um, layers. Um, and then we kind of grow in confidence and capacity. I'm a big like accountability person as well. So um, I usually, a bunch of my days is also spent kind of checking in with clients, being like, how is that going that we've talked about and, and having that connection. Um, so that's one, one part of it. Another part is um, having conversations with people like you. I am a huge believer in the value of relationships. Like relationships to me are the most important part and they're the most important thing in um in business or in like in the work life as well um and it's so important for me to connect with people that are, are passionate and are interested so doing this through through podcasts um as well as kind of i run workshops um called time at a times there um i do them every two months or so and they're an opportunity to dive deeper into our relationship um with the couple of things that we've done is money so like what is our relationship with money wealth abundance scarcity what is our relationship to purpose and what does it mean to kind of where we're going in life uh what is it what is our relationship to desire and like what do we want from our work um based on the things that we've maybe felt jealous of or maybe have um have like really truly wanted but never been able to to recognize that in ourselves um and another one I did on choice so those those are some of the things that I do um a lot of it is also thought um kind of like well what is how what is the the business because you can work on your business and in your business um as I'm sure you're you're familiar with so it's also a opportunity to think about okay well what am I caring for how do I want to orient uh, my time my life and thinking about um anything from Edwin work to to what is the messaging updating my website I'm writing my newsletters as well uh, that come out monthly that I've recently started uh, so lots of of uh, my day is spent, um, it feels like in a creative flow. It's either with people or in a creative flow. Um, that's kind of how I, how I spend my days and occupation. I often ask, like, I like asking people, how do you spend your days? Um, I said, kind of, what do you do? And I think you did a, you did a great job with that question. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That is a really great question. Another one I really like, uh, cause it, one reminds me of my own, like, reminds me to evaluate my own limiting beliefs, but it also mm -hmm. helps me enter a conversation where people are actively evaluating those, their own too, is um, if you had all the money in the world, all the time in the world, and nobody's expectations on your shoulders, mm -hmm. what would you do with your days? Mm -hmm. And people are often stumped. <laughs> like, it's often a stumping question. And it is. It is. How have you, how have you found it? Like what happens? Do people kind of get stuck and never get anywhere? Are they, do they eventually get somewhere? Yeah. You know, sometimes people will um, say like, I would spend my days traveling or mm, something mm -hmm. like that. Other times they'll be like, I would just kind of stay what I'm like, I asked this question to a dude yesterday. He's like, I would keep doing what I'm doing, but I would just do less of it. Like I would have more free time. Which is like cool answer, great answer. And um, other times people be like, I literally just don't know. Like, can I think about it <laughs> for a little bit? Like, yeah, just they've never thought about it. And so I'm like, yeah, next time we talk, I would love to hear more about it. So, yeah. um, 
but yeah, it, I don't, I don't. it really, it really, uh, it really points out how much of our lives are oriented by the things that, that like external orientations, mm-hmm. like what if you had all the money in the world and all the times, like how much of our cares are kind of appropriately hooked on like, I need, I need money or like, I, I have to other people's expectations. And I think it's, it's so meaningful to have that question be asked, not to diminish those, those things that are, that are also important because part of being human but to have a choice to think about like okay if I had all the money this is what I would do um the constraints that I have right now it's like how can I get closer towards that thing rather than get stuck with like what what this is there's no way out of here it's like creating more of that agency and choice and people oftentimes just don't don't realize that there is that there's a possibility field that is so wide yeah yeah no exactly I'm right there with you so many of us don't dare to dream because one it can be scary like hope can be a scary thing um if you if you've been robbed of it a lot of times Mm, in your life mm -hmm. but also it's like you know just intimidating uncomfortable all of those things but exciting Mm -hmm. also yeah I I think also vulnerable like it feels vulnerable to say to to and that's why like the dare to dream I'm I'm um thought I also am thinking about Brene uh Brown's is it um daring greatly um and the and and the courageous book of how how it takes courage to be able to dream and to express that because there's a vulnerability there is a there is that level of 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 not wanting to hope um or want something and then be disappointed by it yeah yeah for sure um something i I was gonna say something oh oh i lost it oh what i was gonna say is the daring to dream I've realized that I'm often at my most vulnerable when I share my biggest dreams with people. Mm, And mm -hmm. really what I found is like, I don't fully believe that I can make those dreams happen. And so I'm looking for others' validation. And so my question to you is, I know you talked about self-confidence with your clients and also a little bit in your workshops. Can you speak to us a little bit about self-confidence right now? Yeah. Mm. what in the self-confidence feels meaningful for you to hear about? Because self-confidence is a really, really big thing that kind of rolls a couple of things. And so I'm curious, what is it that you're particularly curious about hearing more about self-confidence? Um, I think, so I've often heard, like I've been studying self-confidence because it's something I've struggled with in my entrepreneurial mm. journey. And mm-hmm. a lot of times um, the successful people that I'm listening to will talk about keeping commitments to yourself and self-talk. So if you can talk about those two things. Yeah, for sure. So it's interesting we're saying about about self-confidence and and that to me, self-confidence is actually um, in some ways like a verb. It's a continuous action to be doing. It's It's not a thing that you have and then it'll stay with you forever. It is something in in my belief and how I'm thinking about it, it is, it is a continued, uh, like self-care practice, uh, towards oneself. Um, I think also doubt, um, there is a, there is a, um, like a dichotomy that we have, it's like, you're confident or there is, or is there is doubt and trying to move away from the doubt toward confidence and towards just like feeling like you're capable of doing anything, but doubt is an essential part of the process. And when we, when we try to shove down the doubt, we're not actually allowing it for it to come up and, and to express things that it's caring about and things that parts of us are caring about in, in, 
in expressing those those doubts. Um, and I think actually doubt, the confidence that's that's holistic is able to encompass the the doubt. It's able to kind of transcend and encompass it, uh, while also deeply recognizing that the doubts are not actually reflective of our own capacity of of um, living in this world and being capable of of great things. One of the the biggest boosts to confidence that I have ever experienced um, is I was doing, I think just like a, a week long reflection or something like that. And um, in an email list or something like that. And it asked me to list all of my successes in my life, all of them that I've ever had in my life, anything from um, like really mundane ones in, in your relationship, in your um, education, in like goals that you've done, in your dreams that you've accomplished. And I felt a little stupid writing it at first because I was like, oh, like I finished this really hard book. Like, but I felt that was, I was a great success at finishing this book that I started like months ago, months before. And then I really finished it. Other things like completing a degree went on. And it's just like, it's kind of like, oh, that's, that's something that, that, you know, just piece of paper, but it was something that was meaningful being in a, in a relationship for a very long time. That was really hard. It's like, wow, that's, that's a successful thing. And I remember writing that list and then for days feeling so capable because it was a reminder of those were the hard things that I worked so hard to be able to, to be able to kind of finish them. And that's a beautiful reminder to, to, um, to reflect on, on the successes and the learning opportunities that, that we have taken in our lives. And I think that's part of, of self-confidence is being able to recognize oneself as a learner and as a person that's in constant state of, of growth and of um, like expansion and change and that, ever, that things that life throws at it, we're able to work, to work through it and, and problem solve. Um, I also love the, the, what you brought in around self-talk. Um, and I would say that self-confidence is actually for me wrapped, um, for, wrapped kind of like further um, in on the relationship that we have with ourselves. Yep. Um, I have an exercise that I do with my clients called becoming your own best friend. We first go through um, like, what's a mistake? that you've done recently, something that you don't like about yourself. And then I ask them to list out all the thoughts that they have about themselves in that moment. Like I messed up, I shouldn't have done that. I should have known better. I like, I can't believe I like did this again. Um, all of that. And then I ask them to imagine their best friend coming to them with the exact same problem that this exact same mistake that they just made, exact same kind of um, something that they don't like about themselves and imagine what they would say to their best friend. Oftentimes it's like, you, you tried your best. Like you, you're doing, yeah, you're doing your best. Like you look at all the things that you have done already. Um, and then we go through that. And then the next piece is I ask them to look back at what they said to themselves and imagine if they said it to their best friend, what, how, how would their best friend feel about them? Almost all the time. It's like, that's not a very good friend. That's not, I don't think they'd like me very much. I think they'd be very mad at me. 
Um, and so this realization of the way that we talk to ourselves has a really big, big difference. And the last kind of last part that, that I, that we do is I ask them to, to look at what they said to their best friend and say it out loud to themselves, thinking about the situation that they just, um, kind of went through and experienced. Hmm. And it's a really powerful, um, and very simple way to recognize the words that we say to ourselves and how they impact us and self-confidence is eaten away through undermining oneself if you think about someone else being confident and and then you tell them oh you're like you're no good at this like you don't actually know anything um about this it's like it eats away at your feeling of of capacity that I can actually try to do this in the world and so part of the self-talk is this um recognition that there is doubt that there is learning but also belief that I am capable in navigating this next challenge. Or if I'm not capable, I know where to find help because we can do it ourselves. I, we think we do. I am definitely guilty of this, but um, it's not always about doing it on your own. It's about knowing how to get help. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. Thank you for that. Yeah. I really, really love the perspective that self-confidence is more of a verb and it's not something that you like build. It's not something you have like a reserve of. It's like, it's an action. Mm-hmm. I really love that. Mm-hmm. It's like a continued feeding, feeding into also like how much more exciting is that? It's like, I'm an active participant in creating this, this confidence. I don't know if you can think of it as like a shield around your emanating confidence um, for others. And if the confidence isn't um, like, if it's based in that, it actually calls other people into like what is possible. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, awesome, Mary, let's jump into your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? Yeah, that's an excellent, excellent question. Um, I, I think it's, so, so the belief for me that we can live in the world and like as people, we can live in a world that and, and live our lives in a way that feels aligned with ourselves and that we don't have to um, live in a, a world or live in a world that we create for ourselves where we think we, we are trapped by other people's beliefs, by guilt, by um, trying to um, just like always strive to be better and never think we are good enough. Um, to a world where like we feel so energized by the work that we are doing like what gets me up in in the morning is this this possibility and belief that that like you can live a life and feel really good about it (laughs) however you choose to live it yeah for sure um and and what i feel motivated about is that um like I have done that for myself and I know it's capable, like that's possible for, for other people as well to kind of move from being trapped in. And I think I have to be doing this. I should be doing it. Um, whether that's work for me, it was, it was work that I should be working at this, this corporate company, because that's what I thought I've always wanted. I wanted like the office with a view and, and like working downtown and, realizing that I'm, I'm not happy. This is not what I want. 
and being able to, to say to myself and be able to take that step of like, okay, I, I, I no longer know what I want really. And that's okay. And take some time to figure, figure that out and then be able to design and build my life kind of from what is it, what's that's most important to me. And for me, it was working with other people. It was sharing what I know. And, and for me, the biggest thing is lifting people up. Like I am in, I am a hundred percent a connector and like a, yes, you like, yes, you go. How can we, how can we help you? Um, and that's one of my motivations. Like, and, and recently with my work, my motivation is just like the clients that I work with, the people that come back being like, this blew my mind or like, wow, I had this amazing conversation that like changed the way I think about it. People, I have people that have like quit their jobs that they hated and are now with jobs that they absolutely love because of the work uh, we did. Um, of people who have like transitioned to new roles, new roles, feeling so overwhelmed and like through the values exercise, which we did in the first um, session, they're like, everything makes so much more sense. Like I, I now know that I was like, thank you. This is amazing. Um, yeah. And feeling like what, what gets me up is, is that there is so much that's, that's possible. I love that. I really love that. And specifically the part, um, the transition period when you're going mm. from, uh, that life that, you know, maybe you feel trapped in, you're not super energized in to a life that you like wake up and look forward to living and how you went through that. And now you help people go through that. I love the uh, kind of acceptance of being where you are. Uh, and it's kind of goes into that whole like relationship with yourself, self-confidence mm -hmm. type of stuff of like, I don't know what I want and that's okay. And when you do that, like, then you can move forward. I like it. Yeah. It's also terrifying. Like looking back on it right now, it's like, yeah, I can tell this amazing story of like, it was so hard. And then I had this beautiful retreat and it was amazing. I cried every single day in the morning, waking up being like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life right now. Um, and like, it's a great story to tell. And when you're in it, it feels like it will never end or it feels like it'll, it, it's, you don't really know what you're doing. And I think that's partially because we're always trying to strive to know what we are doing, to know what the next step is, whether that's like through school or, or kind of like pro what productivity is right now. And I'm not saying like productivity is great. Um, knowing your next steps is, is amazing as well. As long as it's um, like, we also allow ourselves to like fall apart, <laughs> like falling apart needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Eckhart Tolle talks about the power of now. Yeah. He talks about your life and then your life situation. Mm. I, ne I never thought about them differently, but he's like, you have your life and then you have your life situation. And life situations, they're good, they're bad, they're this, they're that. But then you have your life. And then he was talking about kind of the stuff that we, um, basically what our ego will say yeah. to us all those defeating thoughts, all those limiting beliefs, all that negativity that's just wired in us to really protect us from something that may have happened or thoughts that have been put in, in us from other people, whatever it may be. He's like, get in touch with your life, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is like, yeah, forget about the life situation. You can let that fall apart, but in the midst of letting it fall apart in the midst, like find yourself. 
Yeah. Yeah. This reminds me, this reminds me of, of a practice that I've been in trying to tune into more of like expanding my awareness. Whenever I find myself being like really honed in on something, whether it's a really hard problem or like an interpersonal problem to, it feels like it's literally a move of just like expanding my visual view farther and being like, what do I actually see? And being able to, to point out like, okay, wow, there is there's sunshine streaming through the window. Like, that's amazing. Or like, there is, uh, there's someone walking their dog in a stroller. That's so funny to me. It's like, and so amazing. And just being able to, oh, there is, there is actually, um, life. And, and I love, I said life, your life and your life situation. I think there's also like, there is life outside of you. Like how many people are living parallel lives that you know, nothing about but if you take the moment to just like expand a little further you're like oh I'm both like it's not a big deal I know it's a big deal but it's also not a big deal in some some way of the context that exists so I'll definitely look into that that's that's really cool yeah absolutely I love it well awesome Mary let's jump into your dreams and goals now tell us about your vision for your life and your company and business as a work and life coach yeah so a vision for my life. Now, you ask very, very simple questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> um, vision for my life. It's so like I, when when I think about when I imagine the place where I'm in, um, and something that's been on my heart for a very long time is to live in a loft in uh, some kind of natural setting of. Um, Western Canada. Uh, and there's like sun streaming through the windows and it's exposed brick and just, it's so spacious, um, and cozy and to, and, and the vision for like, for my life that I have, like the end goal that feels like it's something that I'm striving towards is to have, uh, an intensely embedded network of supportive relationships. Mm. So those are kind of the two large visions for my life. Everything else kind of like wraps into it. Um, in terms of, of, of it's funny because like coaching and business, it's like, it is my life in, in many ways. And part of it is that what I want from, for my dream for, for the work that I do is, is a community of people that are living their life and working in a way that feels so aligned with who they are and that people are feeling that they are like, they're doing a thing that fulfills them deeply and are seeing other people doing things that are fulfilling them deeply as well. Um, and just like supporting, supporting that in, in one another. Um, I would love to, one of some of my dreams are like love to speak at um, international conferences as keynote. I don't know if you can tell I'm a big talker um, and, I'm so not at all, not at all. Right. <laughs> um, as well as run workshops on how to, how to design your work life to work for you. Um, kind of on for, for hundreds, thousands of people, um, hopefully by the end of my, by the end of my life. Um, so those are kind of some of the, some of the larger things I could say, like, I'm not even sure with the world kind of moving so fast. I was like, I could write a book. I was like, I don't know if I actually want to write a book. It's just like the, I want to, to, to inspire and, and know that the world I live in is one where people feel deeply aligned and that I've, I've left this world in a net positive um, experience there. So kind of big things, definitely the loft. Um, 
embedded network of supportive relationships. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and a community of people um, and kind of um, me not even being at the center of it. It's just like this like living organism of, of a tribe, like a tribe of people supporting one another. Um, a dream of mine is also to somehow incorporate the gift economy into that. Um, the gift economy. Yeah. The, the, so I don't know, I don't know that much about it, but it's the idea I've, I've run these, these um, meetings or these groups called gift circles where the idea is you get seven people together and each of them for two minutes describe everything that they desire, they would want to have in their lives or need help with. And then you have two minutes of expressing the gifts that you can offer into the middle. And then you have a minute, um, two, two one minute rounds of making connections with, with each other. So the circles that I've been a part of, like people, anything from saying anything that they need help with marketing with their business, that they um, would actually love a like spices or perfume for themselves, that they would love to, um, I often said that I want to pay off my, my student, student loans. People kind of had wild dreams, like daring to dream in those moments of wanting a different apartment, but also um, wanting new clients, artwork, et cetera. And other people kind of offering, being able to help with that because um, you never know what other people have as gifts that are possible. It was a, it's a beautiful experience of like recognizing that what you can express, like what you can express that you want can be met in the most curious, curious and, and magical ways. And in, in, in many ways, um, for me, one of them was, was, I was like thinking about starting workshops and, um, but like really didn't know to feel kind of timid about it. And then I ended up going to this, to, to this gifting circle. And one of the women there is a workshop facilitator that had a free five-day workshop facilitator event, like starting next week. I was like, how, how does that even happen? How to connect with people that have that gift uh, to offer? Um, another gifting circle that I participated um, and someone was um, expressing that they um, like are looking for a place to live. And it was a, with the people who were kind of in the community and um, not in that gifting circle, but a couple of months later, like he and his partner are actually living in the place that that this kind of all started and he and they've been living there for a while it kind of worked out so this idea that money isn't the only way to create flow of resources between one another but that um to have to have money become kind of a choice in how we want to orient um to to each other and it's a beautiful i know and and i haven't read the book precisely i know it's an amazing book and i will get to it but in braiding sweetgrass um they talk about that that in the market economy when you're like given a gift it's a free gift but when there is a gift that's that's given it also comes with a set of responsibilities like you're the steward of this thing then you're connected with the person that was given to you but also that you have to carry this this forward and a similar way in those gifting circles like how to grow relationships through these through these exchanges of things that that um yeah, of, of gifts that we have, of things that we that we know and and can support each other with. Like people are amazing. <laughs> we really do need to help for each other more. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that you brought that up because um, the more I've like, money was a real struggle for me and my family growing up. And the more mm. I've learned about it, the more I've learned about the abundance of money. The more I've realized that it's really kind of fake. 
like it doesn't really like exist like you can really like call like money and a lot of it from basically out of nowhere really quickly if you like hook up with the right people or get the right deal or do this or do that mm -hmm. and it's all just it's all just a means of exchange and so when you talk about the gift economy it's like it's all just exchanging and yeah. like you said um the importance of relationships that's what it's all rooted in like yeah. if we were isolated money would mean nothing because it's just based on relationship so yeah and in a in a book called happy money by ken honda highly recommend it one of my favorite books about money he talks about um we often the thing about money oftentimes and my family also didn't have have much money growing up so i'm i'm i I know the, the feeling of it. And I think there's a lot of value that came out of it, looking back on it, on it now, but we talks about where the money is oftentimes comes with scarcity, that it won't be enough of it. Um, and he talks about kind of investing in resources that essentially money is an exchange for something that we, that we want. And that the most important thing is to, is to invest in your relationships because we, if you have 52 friends, if you lose your job, but you stay with them one for one friend, for one week, you will have somewhere to stay for the entire year. Mm. And absolutely. lots of things can happen in a year. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, relationships are key. Relationships are key. That's gonna be the title of this podcast. Relationships are key. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, you just, you just made my dream come true. Like this is, this is exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Mary, are there any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about? Um, no, I think those are the pretty, pretty key ones. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and mm -hmm. they'd really help you take the next step towards these dreams or goals, who would they be and how would they do it? Yeah, I think someone that I would really like to connect with, because this feels like the next expansion for, for coaching, but also for exactly the title of this podcast relationships are key is to connect with someone who has had experience building communities um, of kind of different um people and and i'm feeling in a place of of um i have i know really cool people and i'm just like part of this network and i see so many connections and i want to weave them together and it feels like i don't entirely know how to do that so someone who will be able to share their journey of of weaving connections in a way um, that, that would, um, like that have seen them work for them or maybe ways that they, ha it hasn't worked for them. What are some of the, the lessons to learn from that? Um, maybe kind of like a mentor or a co collaborator in, in that way. Um, and another kind of type of person is a collaborator, like someone I'm, I'm a yes person. Um, so anybody who's interested in working, um, in collaborating any kind of workshops on anything that I've talked about here, anything that I, that I work with, um, and it could be in anything from like somatic, um, experiences. So like, like yoga movement, um, to art, to kind of parallel work that uh that somebody does i'm a big people person and so creating relationships you never know what relationships are going to do uh for you i offered a free coaching uh session after a workshop that i participated in to this one one person and like i thought i'd never see them again and then this was a year ago and then i recently ran my workshop on money and like 
three people ended up showing up, like end up signing up for it that I've never heard of before. So I was like, how, how did you hear about this? Turns out that that person that I gave a free session to a year ago was part of a book club that they were just talking about finances. And they saw that I was doing this workshop and just like shared it with this group of people. I was like, I, this is amazing. Like just invest. You never know when you're going to get the value of it. And so, so investing in, in people and, and trusting the care of, of that is so, is so powerful. So that's, that's little, little tidbit. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So you're looking to connect with somebody who has had experience building communities and to get their kind of like mentorship experience, kind of discussion perspective, and then also meet with a collaborator who, yeah. and you're pretty open to what they do as long yeah. as you guys can collaborate. Yeah. 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 That could be anything workshops, like resources, videos. I am, yeah, in this phase of like, okay, what what are even the expansion next steps that will be coming up? There we go. There we go. I love it. Well, what are the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to really help you either meet those people or achieve your dreams and goals? Yeah. The biggest thing is if if somebody that is themselves or, or somebody that they know are going through a transition period in their work life and want or do want to feel more confident, like capable um, and resonate with kind of what I shared here, um, I would love to be connected with them. I offer a one hour free intro session because um, like I believe in getting to know each other and like what what can can what where the ways I can support, but also where are they wanting to be? Um, and again, just kind of making connections with those people kind of where they are in their lives. Um, I went through um, the same experience and I knew how valuable it would have been for me to have someone being like, here's some guideposts. Like just, it's not even, I'm not going to lead you through it, but there's some, some guideposts, like this disillusion thing. It's, a, it's, it's normal. It's normal. You're not weird. You're not strange. You're not picture perfect. Not like on Instagram or whatever. It's okay. This is all part of the, the process. And there is the other side um, of it. And then another is I would love people to come to the time at time workshops. They're honestly one of my favorite things to experience. It's like, we get a little tribe of people. It's about an hour and a half or so a little tribe of people that, um, from all over the world actually. And it's, there's some really magical things that happen uh, there. And just like, I want people to experience more of that. There we go. And what do they call it one more time? The time out of time, time out of time. It's like a timeout of time. The idea is that like time, we're so rushed in, in time. It's kind of like taking like a, let's, let's take a break. Like it's actually look at this entire thing from a different perspective than we usually do with a team of us um, and work on that together. I love it. I love it. There we go. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. Mm-hmm. And then I want to talk a little bit more about community. So yeah. <laughs> if I forget, remind me. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, first question is what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Ooh, again with these simple questions. Um, okay, I I'm going to break form. Actually, no, I will pick I will pick one, but I'll pick two books. Um, one of them is The Blue Castle by Lucy M. Montgomery, the author who wrote Anne of Green Gables. It is uh, I love the story because I think it's essentially a story of like limiting beliefs and external pressures and breaking out of those. It's a story of a, of a woman who's, I think it's, she's in around the 
20s or so maybe around there and she's always lived like in the shadow of her very overwhelming family and then she learns one day that she has a heart um problem and she has one year to live and then kind of like her life goes from there and and I love the um she's very vocal she's very fiery once she gets the fire in her and I deeply resonate with it and and it's just a really um like meaningful book that I've come back to over and over it's currently held together by like elastic band because the pages have all fallen together fallen apart from the many times I've I've read it um and then the second book is the five people you meet in heaven by Mitch Album. um it's so appropriate for this for this conversation but it's the idea that throughout your life you touch other people's lives and when you go it's it's a story of a man who saves uh, a little girl from being crushed to death at a, at a theme park and he goes to heaven heaven and he meets five people there um and again it speaks to to the way that we can touch other people's lives and and have them touch ours in a way that in a way that we don't even know we can um and so i it's a beautiful reminder of like living life right now and remembering the people around us and both that are closer and, and farther away throughout our entire life there we go i love that i've heard a lot about that book maybe i'll have to bump it up on the reading list oh definitely let me know how you like it i love to have a little reading book conversation maybe I'll, it means i'll just have to reread it <laughs> awesome well what is one way you like to take care of yourself oh that one's easy um it's the idea of nothing days. Mm-hmm. The idea was given to me by my, my mother, who's also an entrepreneur. She runs her own floral business and has been doing it for over a decade. She sat me down one day when like, I started my coaching business and she was like, when do you do nothing? And I was like, excuse me, I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. I always have something to do, like friends, if I'm not working, she's like, no, 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 no. When is your nothing day? You can do absolutely nothing. You can get up, you, you can wake up and then you can read in bed the entire day. When do you have a day like that? I was like, never. Okay, we'll give this a try. Um, they're one of the most powerful ways of touching back into what is it that I want? Like the, the thing that we started out with, if I had all the money and resources and no external expectations, what would I do? It's that experience, but on a much smaller scale it's terrifying at first. You're like, what am I going to do with my life? I have laundry to do. I have to cook dinner. It's like, no, can I just do what I want? Read a book. Great. Take a shower in the middle of the day. Great. Um, go on a walk, even though it's gross outside or like, oh, it's, it's like, no, just feeling in touch with this, with what is it that I, that I want in that moment, knowing that beforehand I did what I needed to do. And then it's only a day. Tomorrow I can do anything that I need to do, but today is, is for me. I've also like protected them. Like I tell other people that it is my nothing day and I block it on my calendar as this like golden banner of a nothing day and look forward to it. And I have a sense that my, my body and mind relax knowing that I will have a relaxing space just for me. I think it's a really yeah, it has been really meaningful. And, and I've had people, I've shared this story many, many times. Um, and I've had even clients being like, I, I remind them monthly being like, when's your nothing day? What, what, what day of the month is your nothing day um, this month? So it's a beautiful practice. I encourage everybody to try it, to try it out at least. I love it. 
There we go. And what is one action step that you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to connect with that somebody who has had experience building communities? Mm. Hmm. I think I've, I, so I think I did the first step, which is like articulating it to you. It's like the thing that they're there to dream kind of thing, express it. And I think the other step would be to, to um, ask others and express this like, okay, this is what I want to be doing and have other people. Um, yeah. Just be louder about it. Um, whether that's kind of reaching out to, to people on LinkedIn or, or just, even honestly announced on my newsletter being like, Hey, I'm looking for somebody who, who knows how to create community or has interest in talking about it. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Do you run a podcast? I don't, I don't run a podcast. I think you should run a podcast <laughs> on building community. And okay. Okay. Tell me about, tell me about community then. <laughs> No, see, that's the thing, because I have also been, like, wanting to know this exact thing, and I, you can't really find a mastermind group for community builders. Like, it's not mm. like, you have all these mastermind groups, you have all these business networking groups, but community building, I feel like it's kind of like branding. It's a very, like, intangible but valuable thing, like, but that's not immediately monetized. And when things mm -hmm. aren't immediately monetized, it tends not to have as many business opportunities there for people to just be doing it. So you don't see a lot of people just like, Hey, join my mastermind group about building community or join my course about building community. It, the, the information is not as accessible as uh, learn how to generate leads for your coaching business online. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, you see those problems. Not a catchy title. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so I was just like, I think it's a, uh, a niche if the if the information isn't readily available i really think you could carve out your space and i think you have a passion for it where it's like you could bring people on you could ask about it. i think you could really get to the core of community and if you did it would impact when you do my bad it will <laughs> it will like really um impact much more than just like like one space like it's not just gonna be that mm. entrepreneurship space you know like um, religious communities need help building mm -hmm. community like schools need help building community like everybody needs community and everybody needs to know how to build it so I think you should do it I'm liking this okay okay I you have just given me a new idea I'm always looking for new projects and I was recently feeling kind of stagnated in in uh like what's next and this feels like potential. I already have ideas. I was like, oh, I know my old manager was like community orientation at an old company that I was at. I'll interview you. Like I'm already, I'm going to have a roster um, already just simply. And yeah, I, I think what you're saying is really valuable around, um, yeah, it's not easily monetized, but relationships and, and having that kind of um, web to support you when something happens is so meaningful. And I think in the times that we have right now with the pandemic and everything else, we're recognizing the value of, of connection with other, people's, with other people over um, like the things that we have mm -hmm. and how meaningful that is. And I think um, community can often be like a buzzword, um, 
but I, I, I really love what you're saying. It's like, how, get to the core of like, what is it, what does it mean to be humans together? Yeah, no, literally. Cause it's a very serious question. Like the question I was about to ask you about community is what do you think is the most important part or important piece of building community? Mm-hmm. And I'll go ahead. Like the only thing, my first thought is um, authenticity. Like, for me to be in a community, I need to be able to be authentic. But then a friend challenged me on this because um, we were both young life leaders in college and he's a big community guy too. He was like, I was actually reading this book. I think it's like Dietrich Bonifer, Life Together. And he, was, he said, um, I think it's purpose. Like I think mm. purpose really ties people together and it helps you push through adversity. And I'm like, I really think um, that is very key to building community. Like people who like, um, one are moving somewhere together because it bonds you through adversity but then it's like mm. adversity like willingness to go through adversity together is another anyway I'm just so many to... layers of this so, so <laughs> many layers of it. I, I so the word that came to mind for me is safety as well like what's mm. what what is so important in community is to feel safe and, and again there's so many layers that then kind of kind of get rolled uh rolled into it um part of it I think is also like commitment to something mm-hmm. and I think that, con- that connects to the purpose piece to it but it's a commitment even if it's not to the purpose of of like moving somewhere together to to have a shared understanding of what of like why are we here and why are we in this in this space um together um and another I think is is the way that we orient to differences in community um, I think we're kind of, I, I, now I'm kind of ripping into like, well, what makes a community like a really good community yep. is, is being able to see differences differently rather than, rather than as divisions, but as opportunities for something. And if it's built on the foundation of the, I think it's commitment to purpose, safety, um, authenticity, um, and capacity to, um, not deal with conflict, but embrace conflict, just like transcend and include um, different conflicts, essentially differences, then I think there is a really, like really juicy opportunities for, for connection with other humans. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to your podcast. <laughs> Great. <laughs> You'll definitely hear about it, Tim. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I have one last question for you. Yes. So you know how there are people on the planet who have a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help. They're not willing to accept change. Sometimes they'll live their whole life like that. Sometimes they'll die like that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Other times they'll make the switch to more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that switch? Catalyst, catalyst that causes the switch from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. I think there's a lot of different things that could be catalyzing. And I, and I think we often think as like a catalyst has kind of like the lone genius of this was the one thing, but I think it's a lot of things kind of add up to it um, over time the when I thought about the when I when you were talking about the people with the fixed mindset um I actually felt sad 
when you were describing feel sadness come up because I think it's a, there's layers of protection. There's actually such a fear of letting go of this tightness and what they know is that it's, it's wrapped up in, in being scared to be open and to be vulnerable and to, to allow themselves to, to change. Um, and probably oftentimes in like a, if I change, I will be bad. So I need to not change and need to be, need to be good. Um, I think the catalyst can often be something that, that like breaks one open, whether that's a transformational experience with another, with another person. Um, it could be your, it could be a relationship. It could be um, like a deeply spiritual experience as well, whether that's religious or, or some other um sometimes it could be a really bad life situation it could be like a down in the dumps and and going to the point of i there's something different that that needs to happen um and i think and i think in speaking that's i think the catalyst is an experience where the person thinks something needs to change yeah something needs to change and i can no longer live like this and that that's i think where it opens up like well what what else is possible and it starts in our in our mind you talked about the ego and i think the ego is a perfect like fixed mindset this is the way the world is and and the beginner's mind um needs to surrender to or the ego needs to surrender to the beginner's mind to the growth um, mindset but it's hard to do unless there is like a people don't change unless they think the price of the change will be worth <laughs> uh will be worth it. Yeah, it's facts. It's facts. Awesome. Well, Mary, is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? Any things I want to chat about? Um, no, you've covered, uh, we've, we've gone on a wild journey uh, and I really enjoyed, that's why I love these conversations uh, always. And I have many questions uh, for even what you asked me to ask you back. Um, and yeah, if you want to answer them, that'd be great. Otherwise, I think I feel really, really complete and excited for uh, what our conversation has been. Yeah, no, if you want to ask me some questions real quick, you can ask me. We have about six-ish minutes. Six-ish minutes. Yeah. Uh, well, I still, I first, I feel curious about uh, the question that you asked. What do you think the catalyst is? Absolutely. You know, I was just thinking about this. I I think, are you the, Are you going to interview me? Uh, later? I will interview you. I would. That's what we're going to do next week. <laughs> Oh, awesome. It's next week. I think <laughs> <Nice>. so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I was, I was thinking about this. I was like, wow, you know, I've heard so many people answer this, but I don't have a clear, succinct answer. Um, I think the catalyst is um, I hear a lot of people say rock bottom. Mm. Then I, and I, I asked this question because I have huge goals of raising the standard of living to middle-class America across the world of life. Mm. that kind of excess. I want that to be across the world. And this question, you're going to run into a lot of people with fixed mindsets because they've been so hurt, like you were saying, which is why I'm really trying to get at the root of this question. Because I'm also like, why would somebody hit rock bottom and not change? Like there are people who like literally um, like face crazy circumstances, but will stay the same, will keep their addiction, will keep neglecting their family will keep and maybe it's not rock bottom for them but it's perceivably rock bottom from the outside if that makes sense 
And then I think of the quote, people either change because of inspiration or desperation. Mm. And, you know, I honestly, um, I think it's only ever a desperation to be inspired, if that makes sense. Like, I don't ever think it's like, Mm -hmm. I think the most lasting change is running towards something different. And so it's really like that I have been inspired. I hit rock bottom and I found purpose. I think that's really what it is. I hit rock bottom and I realized, wow, I really want to be in a place where I love myself, love my family and set up life for my kids. Or I really want to be in a place where I enjoy this last year of my life, like the girl in the book. And um, I think that's really what it is. It's like inspiration towards something. But most of the time or some of the time, I don't want to say most, people can only be inspired in that spot of desperation because that's the only time they're open to it. So Mm -hmm. that's what I think the uh, catalyst is. Some inspiration that typically comes from like, and this is, this is, I think this is also me being a bit idealistic um, because I want to be able to impact people's lives. I genuinely think that inspiration comes from outside. Like, I think um, we need new knowledge. We need new people in our lives. And I think the right amount of love or the right type of love at the right time is what really like will change somebody's life. I also follow Jesus. So I've seen like in the Bible, he changes people's lives mm-hmm. like just instantly. And I'm like, I think we can do that too with the mm. right amount of love and the right type of love at the right moment. And it's like showing up consistently. Um, I'll like, man, sorry, I'm ranting, but <laughs> I will um, go to the ends of the earth for somebody consistently Mm -hmm. because I'm like I want to show up consistently for you and I want to love you consistently so that when the timing is right you like receive it and then Mm -hmm. it's there for you Mm -hmm. and then it completely changes your life so that's what I think the catalyst is well I'm excited for a conversation whenever we do have a this was a little teaser uh for everyone (laughs) for how how the interview with you is gonna go yes yes sounds good now I'm all excited you got me all hype. Oh, I love talking about this stuff. I love this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Mary, is there anything else that you want to talk about before we sign off? Absolutely not. That's an excellent note to end on, Tim. It was a wonderful chatting with you. You're a wonderful person. I can't wait for a continued conversation with you. Awesome. I can't wait either. Well, thank you for coming on the show. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Mary had to say, you happen to know somebody who's going through a transition in their work life, or you want to attend one of the time out of time workshops, or you happen to know a collaborator or how to build community, make sure to go on Mary's podcast if you do know how to build community. And um, yeah, thank you guys for watching. As we always ask, send this to one to three people you know need to hear this message, need to hear the message of community and the fact that relationships are key. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.